Hey, race fans, Justin Bell here, former racing champion and host of the new F1 podcast, Drive to Win, presented by Win Las Vegas. Join me on the show each week as you'll be swept behind the scenes for an immersive look at the culture, technology, drama, and glamour of Formula One. There's something for everyone, whether you're new to the sport or a lifelong F1 fan. So join us each week as we cover every twist and turn of the F1 season on the Drive to Win podcast. That's Win, spelled W-Y-N-N, presented by Win Las Vegas. Available now on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Alright, welcome back indeed. Episode number 56, Razball Fantasy Basketball Podcast Sun Edition. I'm in Hawaii, so mahalo, aloha, all that good stuff. Um, Joel is with me once again, as always. What's going on, Joel? Well, I am not in Hawaii. Uh, this wasn't, this is not a business trip for me. I'm, I'm in Milwaukee, uh, which I've often described as the Hawaii of the upper Midwest, but, um, I'm jealous is how I'm doing, man. Uh, but, you know, you, I mean, you blazed the trail because you were there earlier and I'm just uh, getting your sloppy seconds, basically. I mean, different right. islands. I feel like we're going to have a different experience. Yeah, I am glad true. that um, we're now in drafts. This season has had both of us in drafts in Hawaii. Um, that's right. And that the other person has been jealous. So that's right. That's right. Uh, maybe we can, like, build a work expense for this. You know, yeah. we can just do draft season on the islands hopefully hopefully i want to you know my dream is actually uh getting everyone to vegas at some point just drafting out there like that'll be awesome i mean you know i know they have all the nfbc stuff out there um main events and things like that but i think just like a raswell draft or you know whoever wants to right i think that would be pretty awesome i know one of the guys uh grizz he goes to like summer league watches all the summer league games out there and you know that'd be kind of cool too so uh, one day, one day. That's the that's the goal, right? That's the dream. Oh, man, oh, man. I um, my wife is actually heading out to Vegas uh, this weekend. She uh, and some friends are going to an Adele concert that has been like delayed and like through COVID and then through failures on her end. Um, and so everyone I know is on vacation, or at least like you and my wife are on vacation. <laughs> Uh, and I'm at home with the dog in the winter. So I'm not bitter, though. I really am. I'm having a cool time. <laughs> Got to grind away, Joel. Grind away. Indeed. Um, all right. So this uh, pod, we're going to go over. So we're 33.33333333% of the season, uh, through the season. Uh, wanted to go through, kind of recap where all of our drafts, you know, where we're at. Uh, maybe some insights that we've gleaned from them. And then after that, we are currently in uh, a draft with Rocco to Roto, uh, 12 team, uh, 12 team league on fan tracks. Uh, so we're in the fourth round right now. So, you know, we'll kind of give our thoughts on that. Uh, we had a bunch of other stuff planned, but I think that's going to be, I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot, of, you know, about that. So, uh, before we get started though, um, do the, uh, can you, can you do the shout outs, uh, to the, to the numbers, Joel? I need to pull up the, uh, the Thrive Fantasy thing. We can, yeah. So as, you, as Sun said, this is episode 56. Because we got started with the like uh, hailing numbers of 
players late. Uh, there aren't a lot of 56s out there. Um, and so we sort of had to pivot. Um, so we're looking today at uh, players who have scored 56 points in a game uh, 27 times. There are a lot of uh, familiar names on here. Elgin Baylor, Kobe Bryant, LaMarcus Aldridge, Harden's done it, LeBron's done it twice, MJ, Carl Malone, Oscar Robertson. One of the pre the person that we're highlighting for, for today, though, is um, a personal favorite of mine, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, he scored uh, 56 points in 2016 in January against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, it was a Friday night in Sacramento. Uh, against two under 500 teams. The Kings were 20 and 24. The Hornets were 20 and 23. Uh, Cousins scored 56 points on 21 of 30 field goals, 13 of 16 free throws. He had 12 rebounds, four dimes, one steal, two blocks. And because this is the like boogie era Kings, uh, they lost this game. <laughs> they the Kings were up 61-46 at half and gave up 42 points in the third quarter. Uh, Charlotte rallied. The game went to OT. Um, the Hornets won by a single point. That's, so um, it's, uh, that's just like vintage Kings shit there. Um, interesting collection of names on the rosters, though. Uh, for, the, for the Hornets, they started Kemba and Jeremy Lin alongside P.J. Hairston, uh, Marvin Williams, and Spencer Hawes. Um, Lynn played 50 minutes in this game. Um, and then for the Kings, uh, it was you really, you know, it was not the glory days for them. Uh, Boogie and Willie Cauley-Stein, who actually I saw in Vegas after Summer League, nice. after Summer League game once. Um, Rudy Gay uh, played 41 minutes. Uh, ben McLemore started at the two and played 16 minutes, although mostly Darren Collison came in and played a lot. He got 39 minutes. Collison now like uh, is out preaching the word, I believe. And Rajon Rondo, who I forgot was a king, yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, played 42 minutes and dropped 20 dimes, <laughs> 20 dimes, 10 rebounds, seven points. Could have messed around. Um, Weird game, man. But shout out to Boogie. Shout out to the other people who scored 56. I don't know. I might be worth looking into now. Just like, you know, this has happened 27 times. How many of them happened in a loss? Because if you mm. put up 56, you probably should win. True. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to dig into that. But yeah, I'm glad you highlighted the Boogie. That's uh, you know, brings back some really good names and nostalgia. I mean, you talked, you, you shouted out Kufus, right? Costas Kufus, right? No, Costas Kufus did not. Ah, get, you got to get overlooked him. Nine minutes. He was a minus 11, <laughs> uh, 0 for 1. <laughs> got one shot up. Um, Kufus is yeah, infamous on the Raswell Street. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to, uh, who's it? It's Craig who's big on Kufus, yeah? Yeah, Craig Bozich. Uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to Craig. Interestingly enough, um, Real good players who are still like in uh, relevant in both fantasy and real basketball to this day were uh, DNPs. Nick Batum was a DNP. Mm. He had a toe injury. Uh, Cody Zeller <laughs> was DNP with a right shoulder injury. 
Jeremy Lamb also had a right toe injury. There's mysterious toe action going on in Charlotte. Um, and Seth Curry of the Sacramento Kings uh, couldn't crack the rotation that night, 2016. That uh, who, I don't even know who that might have been coaching the Kings at that time. I don't remember. It was really before I started watching them. It was okay. pre-Jaeger. So maybe like um, – Maybe uh, George Carl. Um, wow. Was that the Carl? I don't know. Was that the Carl years? I can pull it up. Yeah. Um, I, I but yeah, that, that's that's what we got for our, our 56. Um, All right. While you pull that up, um, let me give a shout out to Thrive Fantasy, our sponsors. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props with Thrive. You can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. You hit the most props, rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over 100,000 guaranteed prizes for the NBA season. Use promo code RASBALL when you sign up today and you'll receive a 100% Instant first step deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, the Play Store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, you got that info? Yeah, it was George Carl. Uh, the 15-16 season was right. his last in Sacramento, and then Jaeger took over afterwards. Uh, yeah, boy, he loved, the, he loved Boogie. the salad day. Oh, yeah, he loved Boogie. I mean... He was definitely. Yeah, we should have. We should have figured that because. Uh, yeah, I mean, he brought him to Denver too, right? So. Um, well, I don't know about that. I think that might have been the Michael crossover. All right, let's see. But uh, well, because I I remember I feel like um, cousins. Uh, he and cousins and Carl got in some like Twitter arguments once. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, I think Cousins called him "you the snake" emoji in reference to him. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, right. You got a good memory. I, you know, I you pay attention to the Kings. Like there are not there aren't a lot of like highlights you can you can grasp onto. So like when when the play-by-play announcer uh, and the the former star player get into it on online, that's yeah. really all you got. Right, you right, know? right. <laughs> um, Right, that's that is plenty of Kings talks, especially a six-year-old Kings team now. So, um, yeah, we wanted to, to touch on how things are going here at the third mark. Um, yeah, you right. you played so in a lot more yeah in a lot more than I did. So um, maybe just some some key ones that you want to touch on, or some some ones that you think might be useful for the general population here. Um, yeah, I'll go through my, my teams. Yeah. So yeah, I'm tripping. All right. So Boogie, yeah, Boogie was at Denver much later. Uh, for some reason, I thought mm-hmm. he was there for, for, for longer and for, for earlier. So, all right. Anyways, I'm going to blame it on, on my trip to Hawaii. So there we go. That's right, man. You got jet lag. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't, I can't believe you're, uh, you're not doing this from the beach, frankly, but, uh, oh, yeah. all right. You know, when, Joel kind of wanted to go through, kind of recap our teams. I kind of didn't want to. I kind of wanted to be like, I'm going to Hawaii, you know, sick, can't can't do it, but uh, got to do it because you know we have been talking about process this whole time, and um, you know, you kind of have to, uh, you know, learn and you know, 
be honest with where you're at, right? Reassess and assess things and try to glean information. So <clears throat> I did a, a bunch of drafts in the summer, uh, nine draft champions. So um, I'm in second and one, which was actually the first draft of the year. So I think that one started off, uh, it's actually a Luca team, which is interesting because I usually don't like Luca or Giannis uh, in Roto. But I think I was eight, eight or nine. Um, so yeah, I started Luca and then Tyrese, Halliburton, Phil to me. And yeah, after that jab, there was, you know, he wasn't lasting that. Yeah, you know, he was going in the end of 11, 12. Like he wasn't going into the second round. So, uh, I was pretty fortunate there. So, uh, that's my best jab so far. Uh, I have one third and then the rest is just a bunch of crap. Eight, nine, yeah. I, you know, it's not bad, but two teams at 10, two at 11, and I have one uh, last place team. Uh, Raz Jam, third in my league. Uh, not bad, but, you know, I, I did feel really good about the draft. That was one of my, you know, favorite That's drafts. Right. So, I, remember, um, I remember you having good things yeah, to say about that yeah, draft. And, and, you know, I still like that team. And so I think... I think that team can do something, but man, the guy in my league that's in first, like he's like destroying us. So, uh, we'll see. And I did lose Kate, Kate Cunningham in that, uh, that league. So that kind of hurts, but, uh, you know, I do remember, you know, that particular league, I basically cuffed all my guys. So I'm pretty happy that I did, right? So now I have Killian Hayes. So it kind of, uh, negates some of that impact or, or that loss. Uh, NFBC, a best ball team, uh, in 10th. I actually did that one with Rocco. I think Rocco is destroying all of us, you know, shocker. Um, my main event team, I'm in seventh and it's, I don't know what I feel, like how I feel about that team because I was up near the top in the beginning. I lost Siakam for a bit. Um, you know, I had some other injuries, so I just kind of hanging in there. That's a team where I picked up Bobo. Uh, and, you know, I've been pretty active, you know, fabbing, but I feel like, I, you know, I kind of like my team where it's at now. Um, I don't, man, I think a lot, you know, so that one has Damian Lillard, uh, Siakam, and uh, Bam. So I, I went, yeah, so that was my first three. Lillard, Bam, Siakam. I think I can, you know, be okay. I don't know how, how much damage I can do in this league because... Like Wong is near the top. I mean, it's, it's basically, you know, Curtis Gasowicz, like, is all of them, Jenny like, they're all in this one. So, like, just for perspective, I think I have like 1,450 points or something like that. So I think I'm like eighth, eighth or ninth in points or something like that. I mean, Wong has like 1,550 or 15, he has like 1,000 points more than me. So, like, how am I, you know, like, how am I making that up? Yeah, like, how am I going to make that up, you know? So, uh, like I'm really good in percentages, uh, okay in blocks, but yeah, assist points. Um, yeah, you know, so I mean, there's a lot of good, you know, good owners in that team. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe fifth, fourth or fifth, maybe best case scenario. I don't think I can get into the top three there, but we'll see. I mean, things can change, right? It's only been a third of the season. My dudes can get hot, whatever. I pick up somebody and, you know, other players can get, you know, injured or whatnot. So. Um, we'll see. My, um, I have an ESPN Roto League, so I'm in second. So I'm, you know, I'm liking that one. Uh, Yahoo, I have three teams. Yahoo, it's all head to head, 12 team. 
uh, 13th, 8th, and then 2nd. Second one is uh, uh, Rotoballer Riders League. Um, the other one is uh, a bunch of guys with uh, his Costas and all them. And that's actually a really tough league. I've been playing in that one for a few league, few years. And, man, those guys, I mean, they're they're really on top of things. Um, I mean. Costas is so tough. Yeah, Co- yeah he's a really I'm good playing, player. I'm playing with two seasons with him now. I'm just like, he's fast. Yeah. He drafts well. He's knowledgeable. Yeah. He's be- He's like. Taking my lunch money and trades twice, like. <laughs> yeah, he's, no, he's he's, gonna... he's really good. You know, obviously, every you know everybody he writes the uh, buy sell piece uh, up on Wednesdays. Uh, you know, a bunch of his buddies, like I think a lot of them are from Greece. Like they're just they're really knowledgeable players. They're on top of things. And then the one thing I hate about Yahoo is like sometimes the system, the settings are. Uh, so I get all I get all discombobulated with these teams because there's one that's like you cannot pick up a player until the day of until all the past games are you know done and then there's one where you can so I'm like I'm all screwed up and like trying to figure up map out things whereas like fan tracks once a game starts then it's considered over and then you can pick it up right but Yahoo isn't so sometimes the time that time difference it helps the Euro guys, right? Because once it, right. And once it hits, you know, the next day, like then they're able to pick up stuff. So, um, but you know, without, you know, with that said, I mean, they're, they're really on top of everything. And it's kind of annoying because when I go to the waiver wire and Yahoo has the wait, like once you, someone picks up someone, they, they drop them, you know, they have to clear waivers. Basically everybody that's good has, you know, waiver, whatever, December, right, like two days later, it's like so annoying. They're just like, you know, picking and choosing everything. So, um, but it's fun. You know, I really, you know, I, I do enjoy those leagues. Um, and then Fantrax, yeah, I have a b- bunch of teams on Fantrax. So I did a lot of um, the FBI Fantasy Basketball International Leagues. Uh, so there's, what, I did, what, three draft-only leagues. So the Roto one, the seventh, and then the other head-to-heads are, are I'm in tenth. Um, I did the World Cup, so I'm in 176 right now. So that's, you know, not that great. I, I don't even remember how many teams are. I'm probably middle of the pack. Um, managed teams for FBI, uh, 15th out of 20 and one, and then I'm second in a Roto one. Uh, the, uh, the Josh Lloyd, um, was it the LOFB Locked On Fantasy Basketball League? Uh, 247th, which, yeah, isn't that great. Um, but I think that's middle of practice. I think there's like hundreds of hundreds of teams in there. So I don't know, 400, 500 teams. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, but RCL, my RCL son, I'm in third. And then the Riders League, I'm in sixth. But I think I was worse. So I think I made a little run. Uh, a lot of the head to head leagues. You got fat off of me last week. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. <laughs> You know, I mean, it wasn't uh, wasn't part of my plan, but I'm glad someone <laughs> got the benefit. Um, a lot of my uh, head-to-head leagues, uh, I was um, I tried some things, but I was very, um, what's that? Uh, very focused in my head-to-head teams this year. Uh, I was very defined, so like I identified my path right away, and I just followed that path. And so all my teams, yeah, I don't know if we want to go through all of them, but, you know, all of my teams, basically, 
because in the past I would kind of go with the flow and you know kind of mix and match in value and stuff like that. But this year, yeah, my first round pick, then I was like, boom, this is the path I'm taking. And then all my so all my sheets and values, you know, changed, you know, depending on it. And you know, I guess where I, maybe I, I I could learn more for next time. You know, I have to label my teams better. Right, because I just label them all sun. So when I go through them, I like forget which one. So I probably have to label them like this one's pump block, whatever pumps. You know, because sometimes, you know, I, I mean, you see, I just I have so many teams. Like <laughs> I just get, you know, it just like ah, sometimes I just get lost sometimes. So, you know, so in terms of that, like I think I learned like um, managing it better. Uh, the one thing that I did kind of realize or or learn or that I want to apply for future. Uh, you know, one is obviously, you know, head to head, there's a lot of variance, a lot of luck, right? So not only injury luck, but, uh, matchups are huge. And then obviously sometimes just schedule, right? It, it doesn't matter what you do. Sometimes like the other team just has more games than you played, right? F- you know, four games, five games, and then you have an injury you know, and then, and then it's really, really tough. And then, you know, so if you combine that with, if you're in a bad matchup, like your team is built a certain way and you're already in a bad matchup and then you have that, then it's tough, right? So um, so I'm not really tripping too much about the results right now. Uh, you know, I think I think where I'm at right now, like the Roto Leagues, I think it gives more of an indication of where you're at and it kind of uh, shows me like the work I need to do or whatever, like certain things, if I can do them, like, what I need to do. Obviously, like, you know, a lot of the DC teams, it's, it's kind of hard to do because there's no fab. But in the other fab leagues, Roto Leagues, like, I, you know, you can kind of see where you're at. Head-to-head leagues, I feel like, even though we're through 33% of the season, there's still a lot of weeks left. And, you know, just there's been a lot of variance. You know, like, I've been looking at some of my teams and, like, you know, like, if, for example, I had one team where I went big heavy and then... You know, there were a couple of weeks where I had like three of my centers down, right? And obviously, if I'm, you know, big team and you know I'm losing all those stats, it really, really is tough, right? So, um, so I'm not really tripping too much because I had to, because I, you know, I feel like those things can change so fast and so easily. Um, so yeah, but I, I do, I do really like how I kind of went into each draft, and even though some of the results aren't are, are there. I do feel like my, I feel like my execution of what I wanted to do was good. So now for next year, what I need to do is, you know, obviously refine that execution, but then it comes down to, I need to be better at uh, the player evaluation aspect of it. Because then if I can, if I can morph those two, then I feel like I'll, I'll be in a really, really good position. So then that goes back to our previous pods about, um, just, you know, taking in more information. Um, cause I've already seen the difference in like my process of, I, I, like I've, I, I figured out how I want to bring in my information. So it's been a lot easier and I've noticed a difference of, you know, like just getting all that stuff. So it's been good. So yeah, that, and then, all right. So, so wrap it up. Um, I get three dynasty leagues, uh, three 30 teams. So one is with like Lloyd and all those guys. So I'm in 23rd right now, 23rd right now. Um, but you know, I'm not tripping too much. I, uh, 
you know, that's a team with uh, Franz Wagner, Scotty Barnes I started with, and then I took a shot on James Wiseman in that one. Um, and my guards are a little weak. But, you know, I traded for Zaire Williams. So uh, I went pretty young. Uh, and I have, you know, I have minutes in that team. So I think, I think I'm okay. I don't think I'm a contender yet, but I think, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm better than 23rd. So I'm not tripping too much. The other ones is, um, the RDA and the RSL. Like I feel pretty good, man. Um, RDA, I'm in ninth at a 30th, which is actually surprising to me because, uh, I thought I was pretty far away, but. Uh, the last year, year and a half, uh, I made some, you know, I made some good trades, like getting rid of older, old-ish veteran guys. I mean, they're not old, maybe like 28, 29, like, you know, like, and just getting more picks and getting younger. And then some of my young guys, some of my picks have, uh, you know, I've actually panned out, like they're actually playing, right? You know, like Coloco, you know, Dyson Daniels. And so, you know, I thought I would be, you know, down near the bottom, like 20th range because that's you know last year i was but you know i'm not near the top so i feel good i feel good where i'm at you know now so uh you know i think that that foundation is good my rsl team i'm in third and i'm I'm right there Team's good. yeah i'm right there i feel pretty good about that team um and i was thinking about making some trades or trying to make some big trades now but then i realized like um I'm going to wait till the trade deadline because so many things can happen, right? Uh, whether it be injury or depth chart changes or tank tanking or the shadow of Victor, you know, a lot of things. So I'm going to wait as, I'm going to wait as long as possible, see where I'm at and then uh, maybe try to tinker. But in terms of, you know, that squad minutes construction, like I feel pretty good because I'm, I'm near the top in Roto in the Roto league rankings too. So I have a chance. I'm in contention to, you know, compete in both categories. So, you know, like I have assists, I have threes, I have blocks, um, you know, rebound. Like, so I feel pretty good. There's, there's a couple players there that are kind of dead weight, um, which I would love to upgrade at some point. Um, but I'm not willing to, because the mistake I made in the RDA, was like I, I shot my load way too early <laughs> and on, on stupid, you know, stupid players, right? So um, I think I learned from that experience. Uh, so, yeah, we're good. So, you know, kind of talking through it, actually, I don't feel as bad. Um, I have a lot of bad teams, but at the same time, I put up a lot of volume, right? So I guess at some point, like, you, if you punch enough, like, you're going to connect, you know, connect once. So, you know, if I can win a couple, you know, then I think – you know, it it would be good, but you know, with that said, I do have a lot of crappy teams that you know I got I could learn from. So, um, all right, so I just rambled on there for for quite some time. Um, so let's let's go through your history here, Joel. Where, where are you at? Yeah, well, I, I get to cover myself in glory now, huh? <laughs> uh, I I you know I did not play in as many leagues as you did. I I generally don't play. Um, more than that, just because I, I find it to be really challenging to manage, even even with like draft champion formats or like where you're not really, um, you know, you're only making line decisions maybe twice a week. I, I just find it to be a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked in, we've talked previously about 
how that uh, writers league team has gone. And so I, I don't feel like I really need to, to rehash that. It's just a lot of things have gone badly. I, I've drafted really poorly. Yeah. I've made some poor decisions. Yeah. I've made a bad trade with Costas. Like I, yeah, yeah. everything that you could do poorly, I've done poorly. Um, I'm really disappointed in my Razgem team. Um, that was a thing that that's a, a, a team that's really gone sideways. Mostly because that was a, that was a guard heavy build and I really was struggling to figure out where like my century stats were going to come from. Um, I put a lot of stock in Rudy Gobert being the guy that was going to be a really big field goal boost, um, was going to be a big source of blocks. We've talked recently about how that's just really not happening for him in, in Minnesota. I, I complimented, uh, Rudy Gobert with, uh, the foolish idea that JaVale McGee was going to be the starting center for the, for the Mavs. And so I was there with you. Those, those, oh, yeah, the, those big man stats just really didn't happen. And then, um, Trey Young and Kelton Johnson on the same team have just obliterated my <laughs> field goal value. I mean, it's, I pulled it up while you were talking. Yeah. That team is shooting 45%, 45%. Wow. Um, we're, we're really, really struggling. Um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing because I, I was really bullish on that team too. I, I remember talking with you about this and, and saying, you know, if these forwards can take a step, can take this next step, then yeah, yeah I really like my, my collection of That's guards. Right. And Scotty Barnes has really struggled. Keldon's really struggled. Jalen Smith has been awful. Um, I mean, it's just Jalen Suggs has been hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, the rest of the centers, uh, your, your Kevin loves, uh, your Zach Collins is, it just, none of the, I was, I sort of put myself in a box because I went so guard heavy. And then because I was drafting on the 12 spot, like I, I didn't have a chance to, um, I had a lot of like center ideas that just never came to fruition because I just watched them die on the vine. And now, like, it's just – I used to think it was it was still early. I don't think it's still early for that team. I think those percentages are so bad. Um, and I don't think there's enough punch. I think I drafted a bad bench, and there's not enough punch on the bench to sort of save me from from how badly it's gone from picks, like, maybe, like, four on. Um, so that's a drag. I, that was a team that I was really, I was really keen on. That's a, an event I really like or a tournament I really like. So – Whoops. Uh, that, uh, that one hasn't gone well. I'm in the, I've mentioned also this 14 team dynasty league that I'm in on ESPN. That's the, the tank for Wimbanyana. And like that has gone very, very well. Um, we're in 14th place. We're winning <laughs> 15% of our matchups. Nice. So, uh, it's pretty bad. Is it, like, is it, is it locked in? Goal. Is it locked in? The worst record gets no more pick or is there a lottery? Mm-hmm. It's locked in. All right. So that's even. Better. No, there's no, no lottery. So I feel there's one other guy who's, uh, it's kind of inexplicable how he's, his, his team is like close to being as bad as mine is, yeah. but, um, he's there. And so it's, it, it's a little, little bit of like a, uh, a worry in the back of my mind. If I can't, if I somehow can't pull off this tank, where like Ty Ty Washington is one of the 15 players that's on the roster. Like, I don't know what else I can do. You know, <laughs> I've, I've got at least two guys that are in the G league plus Moses, Moses Moody. Like no one plays. What do you mean? We're winning games. Um, 
So that's a successful failure. Um, I did a uh, Yahoo Public League where I tried to do a field goal punt and have failed miserably. That was another uh, LaMelo Ball and Trey Young team. And uh, obviously Melo hasn't played. Trey has been really bad. I mean, he's been bad for the field goal punt, but um, he's been bad in other directions too. Um, I drafted Desmond Bain and he's been hurt. Um, I also, I drafted Terry Rozier. And then when I was making a roster move, just like the epitome of poor management, I thought I was dropping uh, Dennis Smith Jr. But it turns out I was dropping Terry Rozier. So I dropped Terry Rozier. Like you shouldn't, this is a league that I should do badly in because if you make those kinds of mistakes, you shouldn't do well. Um, So whoops. Um, (laughs) I do have one good team. It's a, it's the very first, it's the group of guys that I first started playing fantasy basketball with um, that home league. I'm in first place. It's a 10 team league. It's a a free throw bunt, free free throw punt build. And uh, it's just a monster. Like that team, that team is going to be great. I'm excited about that. It only takes one, Joel. We just need one win, right? It, right? That's true. That's true. Um, and then the uh, the RCL from for my group, I'm in second. Uh, you and I were trading messages afterwards, where I was just like, "Man, I I really don't like this team. It doesn't make any sense." Blah blah blah. It's like easily the best team. That's, that's how it works. Team that's how it works. And it's definitely shaped how I'm drafting in this this league that we're currently in. Um, and then the last one that uh, – the last team that I haven't touched on was that RSL, that 30-deep salary cap league. Um, I'm in ninth place in the head-to-head stuff. I think I'm like 15th in Roto. Um, that's an interesting league for me because I feel like I was trying to do two tracks at the same time. You, I was trying you to were going to tank. You were going to sell off your pieces earlier. I remember. Well, yeah. I can't. No one <laughs> wants Reggie Bullock. And they're right. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I can. Uh, that was a, another league where I drafted JaVale McGee thinking like there'll be some center stats there yeah. and they, it just doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, it was, it was two tracks because it was like uh, McGee and um, Bullock and Contavious Caldwell-Pope were my 30-year-olds. And I was able to trade KCP for Jalen Johnson preseason, which I feel good about because KCP is KCP. And I, I'm, a, I'm not overwhelmed by what I've seen with Jalen Johnson so far, but, you know, he's 20. And, like, I think there's, I think there's plenty of time for that to come to fruition. Um, I dropped JaVale just because the $5 salary meant more to me to yeah. have as – money to play with. <laughs> yes. Um, um, we'll see if um, if Reggie – I'm holding out hope that Reggie Bullock, a notorious slow starter, will actually, like, start to pick it up here a little bit. Yeah, he looks um, bad. He looks really bad. He does look bad. The, I mean, that that whole Mavericks team is just a drag. If Outside of Luka, it's just like you're not getting anything that you want from any of those players. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, in that regard – because that is a full season, like it is early. And because the waiver wire is so thin, like, you know, you really, you kind of have to sit unless you want to start doing some trades. Uh, But there are things that are starting to emerge that are encouraging there. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is starting to get some PT in Utah and has been able to put up some good numbers. I'm excited about Jeremy Sohan. Um, You know, I'm excited about Jamal Murray starting to turn the corner a little bit. 
Um, that was a team that was built around Scotty and like, you know, this is a bad year for Scotty. He's, uh, he's 21. So we'll try again next year, you know? Um, uh, yeah. So that, that's how things are looking for me. I think really one thing that I wanted to bounce off of you is of my punt builds, I did two free throw punts or excuse me, two field goal punts and one free throw punt. Um, neither of those field goal punts have gone well. And I'm wondering a theory that I was like uh, kicking around in my mind was maybe of those two ratios to punt field goal is the worst one to do because if you're, if you were struggling from an efficiency standpoint, unless you are um, like the offensive hub, they'll just stop going to you, you know, like all the rest of the stats that come out of uh, points, three pointers, free throws, um, you know, all of those are tied to like how often you put the ball in the basket. And so if you're drafting in mind of saying like, I don't care about field goal percentage, like give me these chuckers. Um, chuckers are just generally not as good. If you're, if you are a high field goal player, you're probably a pretty good player too. And so I, I wonder if it's worth, if it's worth sort of like tucking that away and going, if you're going to punt one of the two percentages, and I understand why you would, um, maybe the the easier one to punt is free throw percentage because it the damage is minimized to just the one category. Whereas if you're a, a field goal punt player, um, it can spill over into threes. It can spill over into points. Does that make any sense? No, it it does. Uh, so. Um, the reason why I think field goal percentage punts are harder is because uh, the big man sets. Um, you know, a lot of times you're going to fall behind on blocks and, and rebounds, especially I think rebounds is probably the harder one. Uh, you can probably yeah. find some blocks later. Um, free throw one is it, it, like there's really no correlation, right? Uh, whereas, you know, the free throw one does have correlation. Um, you know, it correlates badly, you know, with, with, with the big men. So one of my RCL teams, I'm trying to remember which one, I think it was, yeah, it was the writer's league team. So I went guard heavy in this one and I wanted to try it because I did so many, uh, big men, uh, head to head teams this year. Uh, for some reason I ended up a lot with the Giannis. So Giannis, you're already, you know, punting free throws. And so uh, I wanted to, I might've gone a little too psycho, but I wanted to try it. So, you know, I'm going to punt free throw, uh, but I also wanted to, you know, punt. I think I ended up punting assist. Yeah, I, I ended up punting assist threes, free throws. And what was the other one? Um, I guess a semi, a semi points punt. Yeah, so semi point, and then so the swing, the swing category for me was steals, uh, in that one, because you know I basically focused on uh, boards, blocks, field goal percentage, right? And so I had like, I don't really remember, th at least three, three of those cycle big man teams. So uh, I think my writers' a team was one of the last. Yeah, it was the last draft I did. So I wanted to. Uh, I ended up. I think it was like eleven or twelve. I, you know, I was near the turn, so um, 
uh, I wanted to go, you know, the other side. So I, you know, I essentially wanted, you know, guard heavy, which is basically a field goal punt team. And so from there, because, you know, field goal, like, you know, it correlates with rebounds and blocks. I essentially just, you know, punted all those too. So I just focused strictly on points, threes, assists. And then again, steals comes out to the big, right? So, um, yeah, I think I'm doing okay in this. I'm in sixth, right? Yeah, so you know, I'm okay. And, you know, I had some injuries. I think Beal, yeah, Beal was out. I had Lillard out for a little bit. Um, you know, Poole isn't that great. Irving, you know, was out for a little bit. But, you know, when they're all clicking, you know, Irving, Lillard, Poole, uh, Beal, I mean, it's not bad, you know, and then if, you know, you know, I was expecting more from Eason, right? So, I don't know. I, I think there's some, you know, I think I had the chance if, you know, things break right. You know, I have, oh, Levine, Levine in this one too. So, um, so yeah, so, it you know, to, I guess to answer your question, because, uh, because field goal correlates so much with other categories and it, you know, the, you know especially the big men, right? So, uh, whereas a free throw, there is no correlation. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess you could think of it as if most big men do not, you know, shoot, you know, free throws well, and, and you know, guards usually do. So there's that, but it really only affects, you know, kind of one category. So yeah, from that perspective, I agree with you. It is a lot easier. Um, with that said, I think a lot of people end up punting free throw. So what ends up happening is. Uh, you're in direct competition with those other teams. And so <laughs> you kind of have to reach sometimes or, right, you're battling for the same players. Uh, so, so, you know, not only are you battling for the same players, but you're on similar builds. So the variance, right, then you have to, you know, you compete. You know, whereas, like, if you go with a different strategy that no one else is doing it, then, you know, not only do you get those players, but when you're in, like, competition with others, right, you know, you're not, you know, the pie is a, a lot bigger for you, right? So you get a bigger slice, whereas, you know, otherwise, you're, you know, there's three other teams punting free throws, you know, not only you, know, you have to compete with them, but then, right, like the variance of the matchups of, right, because you're all going to be, you know, similar in that size. So, yeah, 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 that's, that's where right, I am. Well, good. Glad that sort of the harebrained theory of just like, it was also being reinforced by like the one free throw punt team is doing very well. And both of the field goal punt teams are doing poorly. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, I've talked about this a lot. Like I, I am not very practiced at punting. I don't feel like, I also don't know how useful looking at that free throw punt team is just because it, it's 10 team. And like, Man, that team is so loaded. Like it, it kind of doesn't matter, you know. I've, I've, I've ended up not having really having to punt in that at all. Like, I, it's a free throw punt team that occasionally wins free throws, yeah. you know. Um, so, but yeah, it's definitely something to keep in mind. And like, I do think that's something that I want to get sharper at is like figuring out how to build a punt team better. Uh, and so we'll. Yeah, try again next year, yeah. I guess. Yeah, you know, like, especially this year, um, because I've done so so many head-to-head teams, and I'm you know, definitely more cognizant this year uh, with, I get paths and strategy. Um, you know, obviously, I have a lot to learn, too. Uh, so one is, obviously, you know, just 
the player evaluation aspect of it, right? I need to get better at that. I think that's like number one. Like if you get that down, right? And just, just, you know, having a better sense of the macro picture of everything. And then, you know, the, the NSA, right? The NSA analogy, you factor those in, like, I think your foundation will be so solid. And then if you have that, um, you know, keep refining and experiencing different strategies. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, I apologize. But I mean, there's a dude that I read. He's like the punt master. I mean, he's, he's awesome. He just breaks it all down. Um, when I find it, I'll, I'll, I'll mention his name. I, I totally forgot, but, um, yeah, but you know, like just the intricacies and nuances of each strategy of like what you need to focus on, you know, where, what correlates with what, you know, what makes you weak if you go this way, right? You have to be cognizant of not falling behind here or then, cause then it blows up everything. And so, you know, like, you know, we always talk about like the matrix evolving and, and things like that, like in head-to-head -head leagues punting like yeah you really have to be cognizant right of it because if you don't like you just you know like fission explosion right <laughs> right it's just like you know <laughs> so um so yeah you know i mean there's always things to learn i mean my experience with all those teams this year like there's definitely some things where i'm like okay you know i had this particular build um all right i you know, I probably could have done this, right? Or I probably went too far here. Um, and, you know, I probably should have pivoted here to kind of balance it out a little bit more. Or, you know, there were just little things that were, um, I did. It's just like, yeah, you know, I, I could have done that better. Or uh, just my thought process of, you know, why I picked one particular player over another. You know, whereas, you know, like, for example, like sometimes like, a couple of my teams, I just, I, I was like, I want to make sure I win this category. So that was like my sole focus. But, you know, at some point you're like, yeah, you pretty much got it. You don't need to like, you know, you don't need to keep, you know, banging your head in the wall. Right. And then you can, you know, kind of pivot a little bit more here. Right. So just massage things a little bit smoother. Um, but um, so, yeah, experience experience but yeah I, I think for me my, my focus is yeah just uh the player evaluation aspect of it um and you know like listening to wong and you know like jenicky i think they're really they're really good at it um and just the type of you know what they're looking at like the information that they're taking in uh and then how they're kind of like thinking of things and you know it's like how we talked in the past, like sometimes like we were trying to extrapolate narratives onto a, a storyline, whereas the freaking information is right there. Like don't galaxy brain it, right? it's, you know, it, yeah. it's there, you know, or, or like, yeah, like I, you know, I think to me, the perfect one was, you know, like Walker Kessler, right. You know, I was kind of projecting certain, or I mean, even just the whole Utah situation, right. I was, projecting certain things that it's kind of like, well, if this happens and this is going to happen and galaxy bringing in it and like, you know, having all these projections and narratives, but you know, those narratives could only come into fruition if, you know, Kessler got 28 minutes, if Conley was gone, right. If the, but if those things don't happen, then you, I, you know, I, I can't stay on that same narrative, right. I, you know, yeah. You know, because usually I'm pretty good with when new information comes to light, then like, you know, I'm able to reassess things. 
But sometimes when no new information comes, you know, you have to reassess it too, right? And then go back to it because, you know, I ended up running when, you know, I had to just stay still, right? And it was right there. So that's the thing. But I did want to kind of touch on um, my main event team because of Wong. And I was thinking about this because I was looking at his team, uh, you know, a few times during the year. And, you know, I think inherently uh, 18 a roto with you know without turnovers uh that skews things towards the guard stats right there's just more guards right you got threes points assists steals right percentage oftentimes yeah yeah right so all right so blocks rebounds are the big man right and then field goal percentage and then you know field free throw so you got the five and three right so it's skewed towards towards guard stats and especially in Roto, um, you know, I think you want to do that. And so, you know, looking at his teams, like one thing I realized, like not only, I think he's of the same opinion of me, minutes of old, right? So like, he's just getting dudes that are, are going to play, you know, you know, like 30 minutes starting, yo, all right. And then past that, like, you know, dudes that like have, you know, usage or that that are going to score, right? So, you know, earlier I was saying he's like 1,000 points ahead of me in, in points. Uh, it's actually more, actually. So I'm going to pull it right now. So, yeah, it's it's insane. So he has 6,220 points. The next closest guy, second, Curtis Gazowicz, he has 5,600. So he's 600 above second place. I'm at 4,900. How I'm like, how am I catching up to that, right? And then you know, You're not gonna catch up. yeah, right. So, but you know, so I'm looking at, it, I'm like, all right, so minutes, points, you know, usage, right? So like, all right, let's look at his threes. So threes, yeah, he's second, six oh two, right? First place is six thirteen. Um, so then I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, like points, threes, you know, usage, you know, minutes, and then so I'm thinking like, where is he getting his blocks and steals, right? And it's you know. Not, you know, okay, so NFBC, you have two centers, right? But he filled them up with Kelly Olenek, uh, Christian Wood, and Christoph Porzingis, right? And those are more offensive-oriented centers, right? Where Porzingis is going to give you the blocks, right? Christian Wood, eh, right? Olenek, eh. But he was able to get some blocks from them and then, you know, fill in with like a Jaden McDaniels type, right? But the rest of his team is, you know, Tatum, DeRozan, R.J. Barrett, you know, Kevin Porter, Malik Monk, right? Devin Booker, you know, like, you know, he, I, you know, like, that's why he's the freaking GOAT, right? Like, I think not only just experience, right? But, you know, like, I was able to get a little picture into his head, like, how he thinks, and it's just on a different level, right? But, you know, if you yeah. look at this, you know, like, Killian Hayes, I mean, he spent 50% of his fat budget on him, right? And I, I spent, what, 25%? And I thought that was good. But, you know, it's like, hey, right? I mean, you know, like he's going to start now. Kate's done, right? So, I mean, if you just look at his team, it's just all scores, right? Usage guys, guys that are playing minutes. You know, there's no really, you know, the only kind of guys like, Chitari Eason, you know, for specialist for steals, and I think he feels like there's upside there, right? You know, Melton. And there is. I think he's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, 
that kind of got me thinking, you know, like, yeah, like the way I think I had to approach, you know, especially NFBC, Roto League, ACAT, because they already skewed towards guards, you know, like you want to f- focus on those. I think Rocco has that idea too, right? Like he, right, he loads up on guards in the beginning, right, most of the time. And, you know, you know, he's always of the opinion, like points, you know, they can be difficult to find later, right? Like, so yeah, let me yeah, let me sorry, hop in real quick because like that's a thing that I've been thinking about in this context of this draft that we're currently in. Um because I I just don't think you can find points after like the third round. I just I if you can, they're they're really like spotty. You know, like you can have an idea about late points like Colin Sexton preseason, you know, it's like, oh he's a high usage player you'll get run in in utah and like because he's not if he were the star if he were like the offensive hub you wouldn't be able to get him in the seventh round you know you would have to you'd have to draft him early and so you know as i'm approaching this this draft that we're currently in you know i don't have any projections i don't have a lot of like tools that i'm using it's really just a lot more of like what do i think will be happening for the rest of this season and also looking at like uh basketball monsters like what has happened and an interesting thing that i that or at least an interesting to me thing that i picked up was like i was looking at points because i took zion in the third and i was just yeah. like well you like there 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 could be some downside to zion there i'm actually really excited about it but once you get past like the first 25 picks like the point value just dries up. Yeah. It just isn't there, you know? And so that's a thing that I definitely, I mean, when you're reading off Wong's team, it's just like, yo, all of those guys score. Yeah. And it's so valuable because you, you end up in a situation like where you're at, where you're just like, that is just like 12 points in the bag, put it away. Like no one, those 12 just belong to Wong. Sorry. Pretty much. Yeah. Else. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. You know, and uh-huh. it, it Especially, I think, you know, obviously draft champions in a, a fab league is totally different. You kind of have to do it differently. So, you know, where he's at now, and I think the great thing he does, he does too is like the Jeremy Grant type of guys, like the guys that can score, right? Uh, but, you know, the long athletic guys that can get steals and blocks, kind of like, you know, stuff the stat sheet, um, like those guys help too. But now, like, there's going to come a point where, He's so far ahead, right, in certain categories that, you know, they're in the bank. So he doesn't have to worry about them. So then now he can just use all his fab on focusing on whatever, you know, look at whatever category he's close to, just hammer away steals, hammer away at blocks, which, you know, he could do, right? And I think, you know, the percentages, right, that's that's my one kind of – a glint of optimism in that team is because I'm really good in my percentages. So at some point, like that's going to remain pretty static. And then I can start taking shots to try to kind of catch up on some of the counting stats. So like, obviously I'm never going to get one in points, but uh, I may be able to catch up. So there's, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams that are kind of clumped like 200 points ahead of me within 200. So, I mean, man, I can, Make six, you know, five, five points. Two hundred points isn't that bad, right? That's definitely doable, right? So, um, you know, 
you know, two points here, right? Two points there. Uh, yeah, you know, you can fab your way into it, but, but that's the beauty of what Wong is doing. Like, yeah, he's built such a league. He's going to bank it, right? Then he, then he doesn't have to worry about it. Then he can go for these, like the Caruso's of the world, right? That, you know, you're going to score eight points a game, Get but yeah, you know, like they'll rack up two steals, you know, or two bucks and give you like five dimes. So, um, yeah, you know, that's why, you know, like, when I used to play more, you know, DFS, um, you know, if you listen to a lot of the guys, uh, uh, like, I'll listen to like, you know, Pater, James McCool, or like, uh, Jordan Cooper. Like, some people hate him, but I think he's a pretty smart guy and like, he breaks down stuff. But a lot of times, like, when you listen to like some of the top players, like, their process of, like, most people think that they're just putting in like hundreds of lineups and that's it. But it goes a lot deeper than that, you know, and like a lot of times what they're doing is, you know, they're going, the contest that they were in, they're going to download all the results and then they're going to look at all the guys that are winning or near the top of the leaderboards every week and they're going to break down, they're going to reverse engineer those lineups every week and then they figure out what are these guys doing, what are they thinking, right, like which way are they going and like that's what they're doing, you know, they're you know, it's akin to like a football player or a basketball player. After the game is done, they go home and they put in a DVD and they, you know, look at the tape, right? Rewind it, right? Try to break everything down. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, if I'm watching Wong, if I'm watching what Curtis is doing, you know, if I'm watching what Zaragosan is doing, right? Like these guys are doing stuff for a reason, right? And they're focused on certain strategies or certain players for a reason, right? And like, you know, like Curtis, like he was taking Davis and, you know, Kyrie Irving pretty much from, I look back, it was the very first draft. He took 80 Kyrie Irving. Granted, he got Kyrie in the third, uh, and then he took someone else in the second, but, you know, I mean, he identified those guys early on, right? So, um, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's always good and beneficial to see what the guys that are winning, what they're doing, right? And try to, you know, you don't have to copy their style, but, you know, just kind of like figure out maybe, you know, can you glean something that'll, that'll help you out, things like that. So, um, yeah. All right. So we're in this draft with Rocco. Pretty cool. 12 team Roto League. Um, two centers. Um, it's a fun draft, man. Cause I've never, yeah, I've never done a draft midseason. Um, yeah. So like I've done some like playoff, you know, type of drafts and things like that, but, uh, so we're through, we're through four. We're in the fourth round right now. Um, your experience over the summer and then going into this draft, like how was your thinking differently in terms of like both your strategy and like the macro landscape of everything? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, you know, I wanted to do the sort of chaw method i i didn't really realize how late into december we already were and so i was like yeah man you know i'm gonna i'm gonna build it i'm gonna do my draft prep from the bottom up i'm gonna cross guys out i'm gonna tier this um you know it is i think it is really handy to for me to be doing this draft as opposed to doing a preseason draft because and we've talked about this in the past, but we get very fixated and like overly dependent on projections. I find myself chasing numbers and chasing sort of uh, 
balance and what does the sheet say right. versus what do I actually feel? Yeah. Um, and because this draft just sort of like snuck up on me and it just kind of happened, um, I was going to have a chance to do that. And like, frankly, I don't really want to do that. I'm excited to just sort of, um, to play this in a more sort of like true to what I actually believe kind of uh, fashion. Um, with that being said, I I got the 12th pick. I've been picking out of the turn pretty much all year. I don't think I had one draft where I had a top <laughs> six pick. And so I found myself with kind of a similar group of players in a similar spot, um, which is to say I drafted Damian Lillard again. Uh, I, I had the app, I had the option, the opportunity to draft Trey Young. I have enough shares of Trey Young. I don't think that's going to be a fun time anymore. If if Trey has a great uh, final two thirds of the season, I have enough shares of him that I will enjoy yeah. it. But I don't need to do more. Um, and so at the turn after taking Lillard, I guess we the first the top twelve are somewhat predictable: Jokic, Davis, Embiid, Curry, Doncic, Durant. Tatum, Halliburton, Harden, Giannis, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander um, before my Lillard pick. Um, I didn't – I don't love the, like, non-premium bigs. Uh, now with Towns hurt, too, there's one fewer of them. Um, and so I, I kind of knew that I was going to be taking another guard. Um, and with what we were just talking about, about points – um, you know, Young was obviously an option for me there, but I didn't want to do it. And so I I took Donovan Mitchell there at 13. I'm surprised. I was surprised. And I'm really, ex- yeah. really. Yeah. Um, my, my thought on it was really a lot, my thought on a lot of these picks are um, because we have data and I have some idea of what the shape of the season looks like, I'm drafting yeah. players or I'm trying to draft players that are going to be participating for their teams going forward. And so, you know, the trailblazers are in the playoff hunt. That is very much Dame's team. Dame is back. The, the uh, abdominal injury seems to be behind him. I think Dame is a first round player kind of no matter what. Um, preseason, I didn't know what was going to happen in Cleveland. I didn't know how things were going to fit. Uh, but man, Mitchell looks so energized to be there. That team is young and hungry um, they're not going to be packing it in anytime soon. I can't imagine they're going to be making any trades that would be taking the ball out of his hands. Um, I love the scoring upside, you know, and he's, he's pulling in like 1.4 steals, which is a big, I feel like you got to get some kind of defensive stats That's true. after taking Lillard because yeah. he just doesn't give it to you. Um, so I'm excited about the points there between Lillard and Mitchell. I think the assists will be okay. Um, I just, I, like I said, I didn't want to do the Trey Young thing yeah. again. I considered Kyrie Irving there. Um, no Booker? But I just, I don't, I thought about okay. Booker too. Right. Um, I really like Book. Um, he's, he's got a hamstring injury right yeah. now. I don't know how serious it is. Um, and I felt like, you know, that, that's also a guy that's going to keep playing for sure. Um, between him and, and Mitchell, it was really close. Um, yeah, that's Irving, good. I just I don't trust Irving. I don't trust the Nets. Yeah. I think that could that could go sideways still. Um, yeah, so that was that was how I handled the turn. Um, and you know, excuse me. Previously, with the Raz Jam, the way that I did that was 
Lillard or not, yeah, Lillard Young, and then at the the third round reversal, I took Gobert, and obviously we've talked a lot about my feelings <laughs> about Rudy Gobert. I wonder how he, far he's going to fall. Actually, I wonder how far he's going to fall. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm curious to see that myself. Um, and so I, I didn't want to do that, and I was, I'm, I'm really excited about what the Pelicans are doing. Yeah. I'm really excited about what Zion's looked like this last month, two weeks, last week. Like the, the point Zion uh experiment seems to be coming back. Um he's a lot more active defensively. Um and you know thinking about thinking about points and also really thinking about uh field goal percentage. Yeah. Like his field goal valid value is so significant. You know, I went double guard, so I I wanted some kind of uh buoyancy pulling us up. Um I think I think Williamson at twenty five is a really exciting pick. Okay, so I wanted to um, ask you, um, well, one was, you know, free throw where, I mean, obviously Lillard and Mitchell, you know, kind of, you know, buttress what Zion is doing. Uh, you know, although you mm-hmm. know, Zion's been better, 72%. Um, I guess my one... Yeah, it's not a, it's not a visible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like you said, I think some of his strengths, you know, definitely outweigh, you know, the negatives, like in terms of balancing things out. My, my main question, though, was... Uh, what's your, so when you went two guards there, right, were you, were you, or did you already identify Zion, uh, you know, on the way back on the third round reversal? And then what was your thought process in terms of how are you going to handle the center position after you went Mitchell at two? Yeah, I, um, I did have Zion sort of pegged at 25. I didn't. I didn't think that people would take him in the second round unless they were as crazy about him as I am. Um, and because he does some of the, the big man stuff, he does mostly, he does the field goal. Yeah. And 60% is nasty. Maybe there'll be some yeah, 60% is sick. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, and because I didn't take Trey young, that means like the, the like counterbalance that I was doing with the Raz jam of like Rudy Gobert's, uh, free throw versus Trey Young's field right, goal. Right. And just like, I ended, up, I ended up getting like the sharp edge of both right, sides right, of that yeah, sword, yeah. which sucks. <laughs> um, but because, because Mitchell and Lillard both shoot a higher field goal percentage than Trey does. And because, you know, I was, I was conscious of the free throw volume. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, that was a decided or a, a factor that came into play when I was thinking about Mitchell or Booker. Um, along with the steals. So you were so, so you I, were already thinking of Zion at two, at thirteen. Using of Zion yeah. at three. Yeah, you no, know I'm yeah. saying. But when you're at the turn there, once you took Lillard, you're already thinking Zion right there, because you're already factoring yeah. the free throw. Okay, all right, I got you. Yeah, because it wasn't gonna take. I wasn't gonna take a big yeah. man in the second. Yeah, yeah. I think like that. That's too early for Sabonis or right. uh, Jaron Jackson went like two picks later, and I, I was. If Jackson had fallen to pick 25, I definitely okay. would have thought about it. But I don't think that I, I was going to take him at 13. That that seems too that's too much for a for a block play. I thought so uh, too. I would, I would like yeah. some rebounds. I was surprised he went in, in the uh, second. Actually, I, I was surprised. But I get it. I get was it. really curious. <laughs> I was really curious where he would where he would go just because he's come back with such a vengeance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, the rest of the second round, 
it's Young, Edwards, PG, LeBron, Sabonis. You took Jalen Brown. We'll get to your team yeah. soon. Kawhi Leonard. Like, none of those guys are having the season that Donovan Mitchell has had so far. And like I said, I knew that I, I, I think that this Zion Williamson second half could be the the player that we've sort of been waiting for since okay. Duke. Like, I think it's, I think that environment yeah. in in New Orleans is it's doing all the right stuff. He's he's a really important player. They're playing with a ton of spirit. Like Willie Brown, uh, Willie Green rather, yeah. uh, has got that team playing really hard. Um, no, that's fair. They're putting the ball in his hands yeah. more. Like I'm, I'm really excited about that's Williamson. Fair. So yeah, I mean, four be- dimes because four dimes is nice. Yeah. And because you know, I'm on the I'm on the pole here. Like I knew he wouldn't make it back to 45. Right. Like there, there was no right. way. And so of you know of the next two rounds, like who do I think could be a top 15 player, a top 20 player? Like yeah, I'll take Zion instead of. You know, Miles Turner, Bam Adebayo. There's a little bit more floor there. Um, but And then there was a run on guards, and I didn't need guards because I already had two of them. So that's how I ended up through three rounds of, of Lillard, Mitchell, and Williamson. Um, to your question about centers, like um, I get to kind of zig while everyone else is zagging. Um, so I, I think coming up here at the end of the fourth round, I'm going to have – I'm gonna have some choices. You know, actually, that I can pick from. yeah, it might work out because I was looking at the pool, and there's actually some pretty nice, <laughs> nice options there for you. If if Rudy's there, are you taking? Yeah, <laughs> are you taking Gobert if he's there? <laughs> he's definitely on my radar, you know, because um, I I still need to get blocks, yeah. and um, you know, on the on a recent podcast, I said that. You know, Rudy Gobert and Clint Capella are kind of interchangeable, which is sort of true, except that Clint's free throw is so much worse than Rudy's. Yeah. Um, and I already have the, the a bit of a free throw jag with Zion. Like, I don't think I can take uh, a sub sixty percent free throw shooter with Zion. I think that's 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 too much to ask for Dame and and Donovan Mitchell to bail out. And so, if Rudy's there, I'll definitely give him a long look. Um, I don't. I didn't. I didn't think I'd be getting jump, jumping back into the Rudy Gobert pool, but you know, we'll see. There are four picks ahead of mine, and then I get two. He so, might be there because I mean, I'm, I mean, this is gonna be the fourth, fifth round. I think centers are gonna fly off the board here. Yeah, I agree. I think this is where this is, this is where it's gonna be. Where, um, I mean, there's some guys later, but yeah, not too many. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think least, it's gonna work can, out for you. It looks like it's gonna work out for you. I think so too. For I can I feel pretty confident to say that one of those two picks at the turn will be a center. Yeah. Um, especially because I still need rebounds. You know, like um, that's gonna be a, along with blocks. That's gonna be a, a stat of concern of mine. Uh, later assists, but I don't think that's gonna be happening. Depends on who the guards are, I guess, but. Yeah, that, that's how things are currently sitting, and and like I sort of alluded to earlier, like I'm really um, I've detached myself from from stats other than like what I already know, other than like the data that exists in front of us, and I'm really thinking about how I'm envisioning the rest of this NBA NBA season playing out, yeah. um, which I think is kind of more 
fun. I, I, I like the idea of me thinking like, Oh man, I'm just really in on the Pelicans. Like let's, yeah. let's see what Zion's got for us. Cause you know, he could be an all NBA player. Like he could be on an all NBA team if this goes really well. All I think, I think Mitchell could be too. Lillard probably won't because I think he probably won't because he plays bad defense mostly. Um, but an all NBA player in the third round is, that's kind of nice. It's not exactly the same thing as it's fantasy basketball and real basketball, but like, that's not bad. Well, I mean, yeah, there's tons of upside. You know, I mean, he's still young, right? I mean, you pointed out all the things, um, you know, the defensive part of it. I mean, that's, that's the biggest one, right? Cause I mean, we, you know, he's going to score, uh, field goal percentage is going to be great. The dimes, you know, have been really nice too. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely tons of upside. He's young. We just, we haven't seen his ceiling, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, to me, the most important thing is like, you get a vision, right? You have a vision and then just execute the vision. To me, that's the most important thing, right? That's, I think where people get into problems is where, um, you know, there, there is no vision. They're kind of just flying by the seat of their pants and then, right, there's just no direction. They just end up going here and they're going there, right? But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you have a vision, go with it and just boom. <laughs> We've, you know, well, and so like the, yeah, oh, no, sorry, no, no, go, go for it. Uh, well, just to, I wasn't able to do the chaw, like uh, build it from the bottom thing, but I definitely was able to put a line through some people. And that has been really, really nice. I'm just going like, I'm just not going to draft Trey Young. I don't care how far he falls. Um, I'm not going to draft LaMelo Ball. Yeah. I don't care yeah. how far he falls. Like uh, being able to just strike those from, you know, whatever, whatever sort of, sort of thought process you have that can get sort of, sucked up into your engine of decision making just go like nope take that one off the table you pretend like he doesn't exist and that's nice <laughs> i love it you know i really love it um you know I, I i started prepping for baseball a little bit and yeah doing it and it's just yeah it, it's great because like you said it's liberating uh it keeps it simple and then also the process of you know evaluating the player to the point where you're willing to x them out that's, you know, that means, you know, you've dug in, you know, and you feel confident and then boom, it's done. Um, yeah, no, no, that's, uh, it's really, it's really good. You know, there's, there have been conversations over the summer where I had like, um, you know, talking to people that do projections and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, the one thing that they keep, you know, reminding me is that projections are not a prediction. You know, it's, uh, basically a medium outcome, right? Like, in, you know, just, you know, a certain percentage of the time, you know, X player is going to score 30 points, but sometimes he's going to score 10, right? And, you know, you're going in the middle, right? And so that's what projections basically are. It's just kind of to give you some sort of baseline, uh, just some sort of like, uh, you know, a general lay of the landscape to say, right? But, um, you know, like there are times where like, hey, you know, like, and I remember Jenneke was saying this too, it's like, you know, yeah, don't get married to the to the projections, right? And yeah. just use it as a, as a as a tool, you know, as a crutch. And I think the more that you do drafts, um, the more you don't need the projections, right? Like at this point now, like I don't need the projections. 
I'm just looking, right? And um, because yeah, like we, you know, I did so many drafts, right? And you kind of know like where you know the general landscape and the general idea of what you want to do, uh, where certain guys will go. But that's why the, what makes this interesting is because the mid mid round, so, so values have changed, right? And so it's, it's very curious, like Jaron Jackson type of things, right? So you know, definitely have to factor that in, but. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, I, I'm with you because in the, in the past, I didn't really have a good conception. I wasn't confident enough in my abilities, uh, with both player evaluation and, you know, strategy and things like that, where, uh, I did rely heavily on the numbers because I, I didn't know really, you know, a different way or how was better to do it. Right. But, um, now I think you know, doing the projections and, and looking at projections and, you know, doing enough drafts where it's like, all right, you know, uh, yeah, just utilize it as a tool. And I think that's a great place where you're at, right? Um, you know, just that having that understanding and being able to formulate a plan and a direction, uh, which is great. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fun, uh, you know, seeing how all this plays out. And then, you know, later, a few months down the road, you know, we can say, uh, we're brilliant or man, we're knuckleheads once again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to another, uh, another bad team on the list of, <laughs> on the long and overgrowing list of bad teams that were amazing. It's all right. Here. But just talk about what you've done here. Shooting. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. that you've had, you have an interesting team. Yeah. Um, I hated number, I hated the second pick. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I was down there where you were at. Um, but I, I didn't know what, what to do here. Actually, um, there was just so many options. Uh, you know, I, I thought of MB, I mean, Tatum was really in there. I mean, Durant, um, you know, it was, it was primarily those, you know, those guys. And I was going to go Tatum actually, because you know, kind of like just the safety, right? Like, you know, he doesn't really have too many red flags. Like, you know, he's going to play and he's going to feel the stat sheet and you know what he's going to do. Uh, I was going to think, you know, I mean, KD was in there too because, I mean, he's pretty much, you know, number one player, right, almost. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, I decided on AD. Uh, and there was a, a, a number of reasons. One is he's playing. I mean, you know, anybody can get injured, right? So he's playing and, you know, uh, he's been playing through stuff. And basically when he's been on the court, he's been the number one player. fantasy. You know, I mean, he's scoring. I mean, he's doing everything. I mean, you're going to get, you know, such a huge jump. You're not falling behind in points, but relative to other centers, him and Embiid are, are similar in that sense where, right, you're going to get such a leg up from all the other centers from points, right? You get the rebounds, the defensive, you know, impact is just phenomenal right it's just crazy and then he's he's shooting his free throws well like that was his main bug he's over 80 percent, right so um so the other two aspects was the center eligibility granted fan checks is a lot more liberal with it so there's more options but you know with two centers i felt like you know i kind of want to address it pretty early and you know you'll see what i did later uh to kind of do that but so the center eligibility, the health, and then third was, um, I mean, the Darvin Ham effect. I mean, he's, I mean, he's unlocked AD, you know, uh, 
The Lakers are playing at the fastest pace in the league. You know, the the offense is, you know, centered around him, right? Darwin Ham, you know, coached Giannis, right? He basically brought that offense over to L.A., right? So he has made him the center force, and you see what he's doing. He's unlocked them, right? And just the little things, you know, like the little pick-and-roll action with LeBron, but not at the top of the key or not outside the three-point line, but right near, like, near the block it's like giving teams so much problems there was a dude on twitter that broke it down like it's awesome and you know it's helped ad a lot but so you know those three things is that's the reason why i did go with ad um you know and it's just it's health right as long as he stays healthy uh he's gonna be in the mix for the top player so i just they uh the upside and the uh i guess the the fact that he stuffs the stat sheet gives me options on, on different ways to go. Uh, so, yeah, I went that way. MB was there. I mean, I was really thinking about MB because of center eligibility and the points and all that stuff. But, I mean, he's already missed eight games. I just, you know, I just felt like, right, it's just, I, I just didn't trust him as much as AD. So, when it came back that to, around to me, I was just very curious to see who was going to be there. Um, I ended up going with Jalen Brown. Um I guess maybe, you know, probably surprised a lot of people. Mine. It was not the pick I thought yeah. you pick. I was as surprised as you were about my okay. Mitchell move. That was uh, equally for Brown. Okay, yeah, I was surprised too myself. Actually, there were a lot of guys there. <laughs> um, I X'd out a lot of guys, though, because a lot of guys were injured. Um, there a lot of question marks. And with me picking 80 first, I felt like I really had to go more solid there. You know, I couldn't – I learned from my mistake of the main event two years ago. You know, when AD and PG, tons of upside, but there's just too much risk, right? So I had to, if you're going to go risky with one guy, you need to balance it out. And so that's kind of like my thinking there. But in a vacuum, I mean, Brown's been balling, you know, and he hasn't missed a game. He's, I feel very confident in that he's going to play most of the games and he's going to play 35 minutes a game. You see, and the points are going to be there, the rebounds. Um, but the you know the efficiency right his field goal percentage is really good and he's increased his free throw percentage so that was nice but for me it was kind of like how Darwin Ham has kind of unlocked AD to some degree I feel like Missoula has kind of unlocked Brown as well like that Boston offense is dope like it's it's you know it's great and they're basically spacing out everybody and you know, Brown thrives, you know, driving to the bucket and getting to the rim. And so now he just has all this room on there. Teams are focusing on Tatum, right? And it's just on the opposite side, it's giving more space for Brown to operate. So uh, that's why I went there. And then I really, I knew I needed assist, man. So I was really glad that Garland fell to me, man. You know, because I didn't want LaBello. I didn't want DeJounte. I didn't want Morant because of the injury. So it actually worked out, you know, and the points aren't as great, but still, you know, 20 points a game, I'm okay with that. But, you know, the dime, I really needed dimes. So that actually, I felt like, um, yeah, I, it just kind of fell in my life. It worked out for me the way that I guess it worked out Zion for you. So I feel pretty good. I feel, at this point, I feel pretty balanced. Um, and so when it came back to me, this, like, I didn't, there were so many different ways I could have gone here in round four. Um, I was really thinking about going the points route, kind of like um, 
the dilemma I had with my Razjam team or my, you know, was it the Razjam or main event? my main event team? You know, uh-huh. what do I go Levine. Michael Carter or do I go Zach Levine? It was kind of like the same decision, but I ended up choosing the big man here instead of going with the points because uh, I felt like um, some of the points scores that were there, I didn't feel they were, it was a little shaky. There's a lot of question marks. Um, and I kind of wanted to lock up my second center here because I felt like in this fourth, fifth round, uh, the center isn't going to fly off the board. I felt like so. I didn't think that the options when it came back down to me uh, would have been that good. So I'm sacrificing some points here, but I feel like I'm solidifying my rebounds and my blocks. So Mowgli and uh, Davis, like I, so I feel pretty good there uh, in my center position and my blocks. And so coming around, around, I can start focusing. Uh, well, I don't have to put as much focus, uh, you know, on the big man stats there. So, yeah, so I'm very curious wow. to see how 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 locks, you know, works out the rest of the way. Me too, man. I I think this is a fun draft. It I is. now want to do this every every like mid season or every like having a season that starts the day after Christmas. Yeah, is a uh, is a cool thing. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I want to do it too. I think Rocco's gonna do it. You know, we should just tell him uh, to do it, and, and and he'll do it. All right, yo, Joel. I'm sorry. Um, I gotta head out here. Aloha, mahalo. Um, of course you do. Aloha, yeah, aloha. Uh, Enjoy, man. Yo, thank you again for sunburn. No, no. Thanks for rapping with me again. As always, it's always a pleasure. Um, I will uh, have a good week. Uh, good luck to the rest of your drafts. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy. I'm very curious to see what you're gonna do here, pairing up with the uh, Zion here. Which which things you go? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it, man. Uh, have fun out there. Aloha, mahalo. Uh, yeah, we'll see you when you get back. Uh, you get back to the mainland. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, have a good one. Later. Cool. Later.